So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. Yeah. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself <laughs> for the better. I cannot stand the man. That's the, the only time I've ever felt like a man. They're corrupt people. Yeah. Yo, yo, oh, yo, yippee-yo, yippee Where are my dogs at? at? <laughs> hey. Was that Will Smith? I don't know. Um... Yeah, resentmentlist.com. Oh, we don't have a website. Uh, <laughs> resentmentlist at gmail.com. Um, this is us, the Siblings with Hangouts podcast. Uh, we talk about depression. Um, what else? Shitting, Perth. Also pop culture. I was thinking of putting that into our, um, our tagline. We talk yeah. a lot about pop culture. Yeah, we do. Um. You were just talking about suicide, though. Should we, should no, we start off with that? No, that's too dark. Oh, okay. I well, was it is start a bit on brand. It, no, we are just talking about, like, um, like when's life going to be over? Like, it's a lot. It's kind of a lot, don't you think? Like, Yeah, I've been feeling... Do you know what I think is, like, that thing of, like... You know how, like, millennials just say, oh, I wish I was dead? Mm. And it's, like, kind of disrespectful. Whatever. I think what it is is... Because I felt it a lot this way. <laughs> but I think it's just that you want to just sleep forever like i just want to i'm so tired and i just need a rejuvenation and new lease on life that i just want to sleep for like at least until this year is over you have to read my year of rest and um rest and relaxation oh i need that year yeah so it's a really good book i can't remember who it's by but it's just fucking good i loved it um it's about this girl and she's just a hell depression um and she just takes heaps of drugs like prescription drugs so that she can sleep for a whole year because she thinks oh that God. things will be better if she sleeps for a whole year yeah it's true um and it's just a really good book and that reminds it but yeah like i was saying to ben like when i was having a dark time on the weekend i was like like i literally fell asleep because like i don't know if about you guys but i have like falling asleep rituals like i fantasize about things to get me to sleep and usually it's um, popping pimples and um, oh my God. I have this whole fantasy. Like this is quite deep and dark, guys. So like, if you're still listening to this, not many people know this. Actually, only Tristan knows it and he finds it utterly disturbing. Um, so to get to sleep and to relax me, I have this whole role play thing in my head where I'm a um, cosmetic surgeon, I think. No, no, yeah. no, 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 not a cosmetic, cosmetic surgeon. I'm a... Dermatologist, sorry. I'm a dermatologist. Very different things. Like the pimple fuck <laughs> off. Like the pimple popper. That pimple popper lady. And I'm I have run my own practice. Yeah. And I'm really affable. 
You can tell it's a, tr- it's a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, because you're a really, completely different I'm, person. I'm really affable and... Um, Is there any fantasies where you're just you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really affable and I've got like really bouncy, like glossy hair. And then, I love it. Um, and I say, I, I go into the waiting room because it's my practice. And I say, next. Oh, hey, Roger. And it's a six, 17-year-old boy with, uh, with his mum. Yeah. And um, he comes in and he's really nervous because he's got pimples all over his face. Oh, poor Roger. And I say to him... Okay, so when did this happen? When did this start? And he's like, when I was 14, um, I had, I, no, when he was 13, I was get, I started getting a few pimples here and there. And then, um, and he's like stuttering. And I'm like, it's okay, you know. <laughs> anyway, it goes on and I, I always fall asleep before it ends. But what I want to get to is then I'm like, okay, so what we're going to do today is we're just going to clear out your face um, and... And then I'm going to give you all this medication and stuff. And so basically I squeeze all the pimples on his face um, and that gets to me to sleep. But I never get to that part. It's always when we're just talking about his pimples. You must be a good <laughs> sleeper there because usually like <laughs> these, you know, how they have these podcasts about the sleep stories. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be really boring. Whereas you've, you got something where it's actually going to be really satisfying <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. still just fall yeah, asleep yeah, without yeah. getting satisfied. But I think it's the anticipation. Like to me, the anticipation. Yeah, of anticipation a always just sends me right to sleep. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but I like the anticipation of because I've quit. Um, I've quit squeezing Tristan's pimples. Um, oh no! What happened? Oh, it's just I. He hates it, obviously. Yeah, and it got to yeah. the point where it was like every day. It's probably a bridge too far for the relationship. Yeah, and um, and so I've just and then like I think we just kind of I kind of knew that I'd done it was it. Um, so that's done. So now I just have to think about it, but I can't, if I look at it on my phone, I'll get too obsessed again. So I can't, um, I can't do that. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, that's some news for me. Um, also Chris D'Elia, what's the news? I got in trouble today because I commented on his, under the resentment list, I commented on Chris D'Elia's photo with, um, pedo. <laughs> and ben. Well, now I'm worried I'm going to get sued. What? Because he commented out on our podcast name that Crystal is. A I deleted pedo. it. Okay, I deleted, deleted it. it. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get sued. Like, who the hell? He's got enough to worry about. Do you know how many people are saying pedo on his page? People don't know who Crystal Lear is. We better fill them in. Okay, so I don't really know either. <laughs> um, Chris D'Elia is an American comedian, um, and I don't, I haven't really watched his stuff, but I know him because he's a friend of my favorite comedian. Bobby Lee. And he played a comedian on the second season of the Netflix. Oh, you. You You would have seen you. Yeah. Um, So you is with that guy. I can't remember, but everyone's seen it. It's on Netflix. And he was like the pedo guy. Yeah. Um, And turns out, big reveal, he's actually a pedo. Yeah. um, I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, Ben, yeah. (laughs) Shit, we're going to get so soon. Yeah, we're not. Who cares? Um, Okay, he's allegedly a pedo. Um... And, yeah, it's just, like, really fucked up. Like, all these Twitter people, like, all these people have come out and he was like, yeah. Oh, he's so disgusting. I'm looking at his, his Instagram. Oh, he makes me actually sick. Like, he is disgusting. Yuck. Um, yeah, so, oh, someone just wrote, they're for sure going to use this picking court case against you. Your, your, your honour, look at this creep. Look like you k- bit killed. Don't worry. Anyway. um. So, yeah, so he's fucked. Hopefully he's cancelled. What's the deal with, like, 
Because he, so what he did was, he would just like, some one on Twitter would just like follow him or like one of his jokes or whatever, and he would just message them if they were good looking and under the age of eighteen. He would message them and say, oh, "I'll fly you to LA to hang out," or if, yeah, yeah, you know, just creepy shit like oh, that. Can I? Can we come? Can I come over? Can we? Can, and can we make out? Yeah, just a fucking creepers. Yeah, if they but said anything on Twitter, like if they were they going said to your anything, show, yeah. they said anything in relation to him. Yeah, so yeah. But um, my question about that is like, what I don't understand about these guys is like, is it that hard to just have a normal sex life? Like he's already famous. It's not that hard to meet, like, actual, like, just meeting girls in an organic environment that are over age and know who he is. It's still pretty easy for a famous guy to have sex. Why does he have to be a fucking predator? Because I think it's the power differential. Like, I think they like one that these these, these young girls are talking about them and they like the fact that they're, they're the they're the one in power like they're the one he's famous two he's an older guy um he just probably likes it and also he probably doesn't he probably wants to have that like be able to easily manipulate them like because with famous people they have more of a like they have more of a voice yeah Um, and they're gonna see through his bullshit like he probably still has fucked some you know good women in their 20s but he obviously prefers them 16. But what happened to the thrill of the chase and the, the courtship? And no, but that, that is the thrill of the chase. What, just texting is, is getting them, on. is tweeting them and saying, do you want to hang out? And then getting them to say, when they go, oh my God, Chris D'Elia. And he's like, yeah, want to come over? Like getting them to come over, waiting for them to come over. Like, I know this because... Um, oh, I've, shit. No, 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 no. Well, I have had similar, like, I can't remember if it was famous, but there's been guys that are like that. But, you know, luckily for me, I, I haven't been like the best looking. So, but I've got really good looking friends and they just get it all the time. Hey, don't put yourself down. No, I'm not I, I bet you could find a famous guy to take advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I am. I'm a bit upset. No, I'm just joking. Um, but I've got a friend in particular who's like, I mean, I guess she's like it, it in a bit in like the men's circle. She's a bit getting old though. She's like 30, so... Not anymore. Yeah, put her out to pasture. Yeah, she's out to pasture. But back in the day, men loved her. And so when rappers would come, she somehow, rappers and athletes, she somehow would get invites to the hotel room at all times. Yeah. And she sometimes wouldn't be interested in these guys, but she would just go because it was like, you know, VIP or whatever. Well, I was telling you last night, like I had a friend that had a similar experience with a, a comedian and it was, you know, it was all, it was just like, your friend, like, there was nothing, like, too untoward or dodgy about it. But, like, even that, to me, there's something gross about it that it's so transactional that you just, like, come straight to the hotel room. We know what it's about. Like, I just, I I don't like it. Is that bad? No, no, but the thing is, I would do it. Like, I would do it. Oh, we'd all do it. But it's just a little bit... um, Like, I would definitely, if I had the chance, like, to men a few guys, like, that I like um but it's still but whether you do it or not it's still a creepy move to have your first interaction with someone being do you want to come back to my hotel room like it's just a little bit too forward have some decorum go out for a drink or something no but who has the time they're traveling oh i just don't like it but um on the subject of sex i do have a question on this subject um my friend um 
was was texting me about a sexual thing she had recently and she was like this guy's amazing he can fuck for hours oh no and my immediate thing was who wants to fuck no, for hours? No, that's her old wives' tale. I never get, I've never gotten that. No. Why people say it's like a good thing? No, she's been socially um, conditioned. Conditioned, yeah. See that? See that in the woman's circle, like, and I don't know if she's, she's obviously, I don't, I think she probably just said that because that's what you meant to say. But in the woman's circle, we want it to be over. Like, yeah, so do we. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we, like, who, like, uh, like. I, I try to explain to people like well, I, I've tried to explain to people that I have slept with or anyway I've tried to explain to past part anyway I'm just <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> digging a big hole here <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I've tried to explain to people in my past that like they you know how guys get funny about not lasting long or whatever and it's like you know what we don't care and like they men have been conditioned to think that we care, but we just want it be in and out done. No, but we have see it's not just conditioning. We have had experiences, and I'll own up to the fact that sometimes if if I finish early, you do get that look like, oh really? No, wow. but if it's too early, like if it's like literally like you didn't actually get to have that much sex, a, a two pump chump, if you will. Yeah, like that's I, when I say in and out, I don't really mean that. I mean it's good to have a good few minutes. Well, yeah. Well, my limit is like forty-five <laughs> minutes. Like I don't like if I hit that forty-three minute mark. So long. If I hit that mark, it doesn't matter how hot and heavy it's I'm going. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm at the buzzer. Like, Who I'm can out. do forty-five minutes? I do it on the regular. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I couldn't be. But bothered. not forty-five minutes of the same thing. You got to switch it up. There's that's that's including oh, like a foreplay. Oh, okay, okay, yeah yeah, 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 okay. I thought you meant like intercourse. Yeah, see, um, I'm just really, I just can't be bothered. Like, I know it's a lot, like hours of fucking. Yeah, I used I to do it. To be honest, words. I used to do it when I was younger. I was like, really, an a- hours of no, no, yeah, I've no done break. Uh, hours. Yeah, I've done it like just ongoing, like yeah. Two uh, two hours. Yeah, yeah. Two hours with no no ejaculant. Mm, I can't remember. It's all hazy. Um. But there's parentals that listen to this. So, yeah, I don't. Um, I'm not for that. I'm but look, I'm I'm happy. Done and dusted. Done. Go to sleep. Like yeah, have a rest. I don't want anyone going for hours. Sorry, but it's just boring, especially I know, for a it's, woman. It's a repetitive movement. Yeah, it's like how interesting boring. can it be? Um, um, I got a resentment. Yeah. Okay. This is a big one. Um, not a big one, but do you know what I really hate? I hate when you're trying to make a decision, right? And you're umming and ahhing and you ask for all your friends for advice and then you finally get to a decision and you tell someone and you're like, oh, so I think I'm going to do this, right? So say if you've decided to take a job or you've decided to move houses or whatever and you're like, okay, I've decided to do this and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a totally good move, totally good move. And so they're all for it, right? Yeah. But then you change your mind Oh, yeah, I see. And you go back and you say your next catch up, you're like, oh, yeah, so that fell through. Um, Or you say, oh, you know, actually, I'm deciding to this. They're like, oh, my God, thank God. I really was worried about that decision. This is the classic, um, oh, we never actually liked your boyfriend. Yes, yes, exactly. And that really backjacks me off because it's like, okay, so I don't trust you anymore. 
because you are lying. So what's real and what's not? So when I made that decision before and said I was going to move to bloody Kalgoorlie or whatever my decision is, you were all for it. And then now I've decided not. You've decided, oh, no, that actually was a bad move. And it happens to me quite often and it, it, and it, makes, me, it makes me very um, uneasy. Yeah, um, it does. I think any time it happens, it's going to make you uneasy. But I, I will say that the positive of it is that that friend is like supporting you in whatever you do. You know what I mean? Like at least there's that. And I think what it comes down to... But why didn't they say the concern? What if they add a concern and they say, oh, I was concerned about that. Why didn't they have the concern Yeah, they could add a concern. They could do that. But I think the thing... I think what it is, it's about having a balance of friends. See, um, because I have the opposite. Like I have friends sometimes that... um, they're too honest to me and I just, I can't take it. You just got to lie and just say I'm great all the time. What am I? Am I honest? Um, you're the best of both worlds. You're the Goldilocks. Um, so you tell me, you give me a support, you give me concern. But most friends I'll give you either too much of one or too much of the other. So that's why you've got to balance it out with your whole friendship group. You've got to have a bit of blunt honesty and a bit of support. And then between, you talk to all of them and then you get some kind of idea from all of them, which which one's the one I got to go with, because yeah, sometimes you sometimes you don't want honesty. Sometimes you just want support, and then you go with the yes man. But then sometimes you need the honesty. So you got to you just got to give me the truth. You just got to give me the cold hard truth. You go to the other guy. So that's why you got to have the mix. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm all for asking for advice. Today I sent all these voice notes to um to my friend Bree. You, she's been on here. Bless her. She's been getting an ear bashing. Um, lately from me Um, you know you have those friends that like you message pretty much like every day or every second day no I don't no oh okay (laughs) well I have I don't I'm not really one to like message back and forth but I have certain friends um, that I will just message on and off and it might be only for a season like it might be only for a while or it might be only for like every few days for a few months or whatever but you just get into a good rhythm and like Bree's one of those people that I just we just talk all the time yeah it's Um, good you get a sounding board yeah she's just got a good head on her shoulders oh she's got a great head um I mean that sounded creepy (laughs) that sounded fucking creepy I just meant to be supportive I didn't mean to um so so, yeah, so I was sending her all these, vo- these voice notes today because I needed advice. Um, and then she, like, replied straight away and I was just like, oh, oh my God. God that's a friend right there. Yeah, she's a friend. Um, we never actually see each other face to face. You don't really need to anymore. Yeah, yeah. like, it's COVID. Um, so, yeah, so I, I had that. I've got some more. Have you got any resentments? Oh, pedestrian TV. Um, I just wanted to say that I honestly feel like um, – I honestly feel like they market like they're I'm their target market like legit yeah. to quit yeah like I am their target market like millennials 101 a lefty you're a real lefty is that what it is yeah it's like because millennials are lefty really most of us yeah um and we're socially conscious but we also like really into certain things of pop culture but it's like everything they post they're like that's exactly what I, what I wanted to see today and because I'm a bit like I really like dish and dirt and I, I like controversy it's like they kind of are on they've got a political conscience and a social conscience but they're not too newsy you know like it's yeah. not too too much politics it's like probably about 15 percent 
social social stuff and that commentary and then there's like probably 65% um, like pop culture and then whatever the percentage is left of like um, trends and stuff. Yeah. So it's like so aimed at me. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say that. Like, well, I'm that's happy. good that you, you found something you like. Well, Because I, I, I'm at the stage where... I just got to get off the social media. Yeah, completely. I know. Well, you've been gone bananas. Um, I've gone back. You've gone I'm, back into your commenting. Yeah, I hate to say it, guys. I've gone back to the well. I'm commenting on the news posts again. I'm having arguments But I love this about you because it's such a different type of your personality. Like your personality is your... I've always seen as you as this like measured, quiet, serious, pondering soul who you know he would never like the thing is how I commented on Crystalia with Pedo like the first thing it was like Ben told me off and was like that's not okay and so for you to be one of those commenting people like you never post anything on your Instagram you never do stories so for you to go like rabbit on the fucking commenting it's such a it's a refreshing part of your personality it's not refreshing for me Why? it's driving me to the bloody grave <laughs> um, <laughs> well um because you really because yeah. so, okay, something about you said something last week that really hit home with me because exact <laughs> same experience is that something about this fucking what's going on in the world right now with these movements and and what's happened to people at the hands of police it just broke something in me yeah it's broken something's it's, broken it's completely and, broken and if and i've tried so hard i've always been a very angry person and i've tried so hard to be tolerant of difference and all this stuff but that's broken now as well and now anyone that pulls out any all lives matter or adam goods is bad or any of this shit if anyone says it in front of me i will just completely you'll snap go at them just completely but that's what we need i'm done like if anyone says fucking bullshit to me i'm fucking done and fucking dusted um something's broken i'm reading why i'm no longer talking about race to white people about race and I know it's an old book and every Sundock in here has already read it but I haven't and it's about England and it's like this have you read this this gets you bloody right nah, yeah I want to read um, some shit man so I'm starting on my new curriculum um and I'm not going to go through it but um you know what I figured I figured why people don't like Adam Goods though by the way I think I figured it out why I think it's a combination of tall poppy syndrome mm. And colorblind ideology. Okay. So people think, so Australians have this thing, if any, anyone makes too much of a big deal, mm. we have to cut them down. Yeah. So that's the tall poppy thing. Yeah. And the colorblind thing is people think that after, the second after Martin Luther King did that speech, yeah. there was complete equality in the society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that anyone who speaks about it anymore is just being divisive. Yes. So they think that that's Adam Goods. And we should just get over it. He's a no good troublemaker. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, um, well, bloody Ernie Dingo got, um, got into a bloody scuff on, um, at Perth train station on Wednesday. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Someone called him a bad name and, um, he fucking went and gave him what to, what for. I'm trying to talk like cool, but it's not working. <laughs> um, I don't know how to talk like this. But yeah, he um, basically roughed him up and was like, what the fuck are you saying? Good on him. Yeah. Um, but this poor man. like, And you know what's so fucking sad is I've been watching um, 
all of this stuff because I again like we said last week like I wasn't you know part of our privileges we can be like oh I'm engaging with this now oh no I'm not engaging with this now oh but I think I'll engage with it and um so I've been watching a lot of more stuff and um and there was this um activist um talking like 40 years ago about this same issue in Australia and um she was trying to bring attention to what was going on she was like you know everyone always talks about America or South Africa and she's like but we have the same issue here and it's just so sad to see these people like what was that 50 years ago talking about the same stuff that we're talking and it hasn't changed at all well that and that's like again like it's the tall puppy thing is that Australia we've been hearing it for so long and it's true that we have the same issues in Australia we have you know some of the worst human rights abuses in Australia um for the whole world and um whenever anyone some whenever someone tries to talk about it people are just like oh we got fucking good here like it's just it's just that thing of people shutting down the conversation like it just happens again and again like people people think that to talk about anything political at all you're just kind of causing trouble oh yeah no i've been getting that a lot from people yeah like like they you honestly if you're in your heart have good intentions you're trying to help someone and people think you're actually being like a cunt like why would you talk about that like we're having a good time here yeah yeah that's what it is we're just having a good time but if you want to get even if you want to like this book that i'm reading about the like the police stuff in um england it's just so it's just heartbreaking like honestly um but yeah look have we got anything else going on? What's going on? Um, I made my therapist cry today. <gasps> Again, you've made him. You've made him cry, cry like three times already, haven't you? Yeah, it's racking, racking up. What? Um, what about? I told him, I quoted the Dave Chappelle thing. Dave Chappelle's thing. I said the start about George Floyd. Like I said, um, Dave Chappelle goes, "Oh, I th- I was in an earthquake and I thought I was gonna die oh. for thirty five seconds." And George Floyd was dying for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And my therapist just stopped and closed his eyes and just for like a few moments just couldn't go on. (gasps) And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm going to be the therapist now. Yeah, you break him. It's like a shift of roles. He's so emotional. I know, but that's what you... I think you want that. Like, I think that speaks good to him. Like, he... He really takes it seriously what he does. Oh, so. He sounds like he, like you guys are thick of thick as thieves. Like you, every time you talk about him, I just think of this man. Like, yeah, and and I kind of I didn't want to go. Like it's been such. A, it's been a really full on week for me. With like I've been, you know, working really hard, like a dog on the bone, and like <laughs> a dog on the bone. <laughs> and, and I just wanted today off not to do anything, but I went there, and it's like it has this real like kind of conditioning thing. Like you know how um. The analogy I think of is like when you have that first cup of coffee in the morning Mm. and sometimes just the smell of the coffee makes you want to shit straight away. So it's like your bowels Mm. are conditioned (laughs) to just want it. So I got got into the therapy and I sat down and immediately everything was better. I didn't Mm. even need to go on with the therapy session because like this is what I need to do. I need to quit social media. I need to to go back to my structures, all this stuff. Yeah, well, it's creating a space. That's the thing with therapy and even with like anything you do. 
it's creating a space. So even let's say if like, for example, journaling, they say journaling is blah, blah, blah. Even if you don't actually write in your journal, creating that space to write, like sitting down, bringing, putting your journal, you're showing up for it. And I think that's the thing with therapy. But to me, I don't, I've now, I never get relief. Like I, I've got so much stuff suppressed that when I go there, it all gets stirred up. No, I don't, I'm, I'm the same. Like I never get any sense of like, you know, you, I think what you want therapy to be is like how they say on The Sopranos, how he's like, you know what? This is like taking a shit. Yeah. Like you want it to feel like that. Like yeah. you're just letting go yeah. of something forever. Yeah. It never feels like that. You always, it always makes things worse before it makes things better. I got so triggered today. Yeah. Um, so I blocked someone on Instagram. Yeah. In like a rage block. Oh my and God. Then, like, There's so much rage going on in our family. <laughs> I know. Um, and I don't block people. Like, I don't really care. But um, I don't know why. And anyway, I ended up unblocking them because I was like, that was a bit much. But I unfriended them. And again, I don't unfollow them. I, I don't usually unfollow people um, because I just don't engage. Like, I've got like four accounts and like I'm too busy like thinking about stuff, like work stuff, whatever. And I don't really socialise. Like, I've got my friends, my close friends, and I'm not really, like, in society. So, like, I don't really give a fuck. But um, I've got a grudge against someone for something and I just, like, decided that. And I was telling my friend, which I hadn't told her them about it because I, I try not to bitch about people. It's like, because I'm just such a good person. Um, no, I just try not to, like, gossip. So, I kept it inside and then today it just came out and I told my friend something. And then she, like, justified it. Like, she was like oh no that's horrible like da 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 and like she kind of made me feel riled up again yeah and so then I like rage blocked but then when I was rage blocking yeah I because I have never I've only blocked one person on there I saw the person that I had blocked from like years ago and then I got and then I but I I didn't remember like because I don't think about them all the time I was like I got and I saw their profile and I got like totally like triggered today and like I was just like oh no and then I was just like I didn't even remember blocking them like and then I just got back into the other rage block out anyway then I went to Cole's side to get some coffee and then I ate like half a block of chocolate on the way home I think like emotionally eating over the block well I've have I admit have I met I don't think I mentioned on the podcast I'm gonna tell you before they like, I think I have this, like, highly sensitive personality disorder. Oh, yeah, 100% you do. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, I love that disorder, even the name of the disorder is just, like, giving you shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just got a thin skin. You can't fucking no, take shit. That's what the no, name of the disorder not. is. No, it's not. But, like, You're why You're a fucking is pussy that? disorder. But, like, it's funny, though, because you get really triggered by people saying you're sensitive, whereas I know people that have that disorder and it doesn't bother them. Yeah, um... But you, if someone says you're sensitive, that's like the worst thing they can say to you. I just don't like, I just feel like I'm kind of um, not strong. That's what, it's like saying I'm weak. That's what it is. Yeah, but you know that that's not what it means, right? No, I don't know that. Okay. Um, Well, to me, when I say you're sensitive, I don't see it as you're not strong because I think you're a very strong person. I don't think that sensitive... It's not a binary thing. Sensitive has nothing to do with being, it's nothing to do with strength at all. Yeah. Because I know people that are not sense are insensitive, but they're not strong. Yeah, that's true. So you've got to get that out of your head that it's a strength thing because to be honest, I think sensitive people are, have got 
so much going more going for them than insensitive people and i think that um it makes you a more empathetic person like you care about social justice all that stuff does it have some negatives yes it does but those negatives impact you more yeah. than they impact anyone else so i don't think it necessarily yeah i don't think that it's a um it's a character flaw or anyone judges you for it well i did i have processed it to the degree now i'm like okay i wouldn't I wouldn't have the sense of morality I have or empathy I have. Or like creativity. Yeah, like there is things like, is that thing of, I do accept myself to the degree. I'm like, would I change parts of my personality if I couldn't? I'm like, no, because I think ultimately I kind of, I think like I like myself enough that I wouldn't really want to mess with the mixture too much. Oh, really? Um, That's really good. Yeah. Um, but when you send about That's the really nice. I just want to let that sink in oh. <sighs> to me as well, because I don't know if I feel that way. You about can't mix with, mess with the mixture because you, because if you, f- if you change one thing, you could change everything. So it's not yeah, like but, I'm okay, saying so I like what everything. Do you, but what do you like? Like if someone says to me, what, cause like my business coach said to me, like, what are your strengths? And it was like, Rrr, like it was quite hard for me to do. And I, I started getting even a little bit emotional about it. Cause I, I focus so much on my negatives that I don't even know what my positives are. So you have got to a place where you're quiet. Like you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Like, don't you see to me, I'm constantly going, oh, you're like in my head. Oh, you know, you're too lazy. Oh, you fucked up another day. Like that negative shit. Oh no, I'm like that twenty four seven. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just it's just that thing of like I can change I want to change my habits and my actions, but I think who I am as a person, I don't think I would change that much because out of every negative I also get positives, mm. I think. Yeah. So I think it's just that. Um but anyway, the way I thought of that is that you said you saw someone you blocked ages ago and then it fucked you up. The problem with the highly sensitive thing, I don't know if you if that resonates with you as well. But um for me it's like if I saw someone that but like if I saw an ex like from like five years ago, mm. I would like be done and dusted for a month. Like I'm like like oh, it just, now? Yeah, it, because when I when I break up with someone, I almost everything is just so severed completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That to bring that back, it makes me like doubt everything I've done since then. Like it, oh, it throws everything oh, up 100%. majorly. I don't, I don't speak to most of my exes because I'm the same. Like I just – I and same with friends. Like I just cut people out like willy-nilly and it's not a good trait. And I, I have friends that are still friends with their exes and it's like I – I never leave a relationship gracefully. Like yeah. my relation, every relationship that I've ended, it has been a fucking shit show and all because of me. And I don't want to see those people again either. Yeah. And every time I do see them, yeah, all this stuff comes up. I just, that's why, that's why I'm an addict. Cause I just, I just like push it all down. And, and to everyone out there that doesn't quite understand, like if your personality is not like this, it's not because we don't feel that way because we actually regret the decisions we've made. It's just that we're so sensitive that even decisions that we're like, yeah, that was 100% the right decision. If we see someone that makes us doubt that for a second, that can fuck us up for ages. Even though deep down we know we made the right call. Like it's just this constant self-doubt that is just fucking exhausting. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm bringing up. That's really been coming up for me because I'm like the biggest indecisive person. And then whenever I make a decision, then I regret it. I've got to work through it with therapy. But um, I have to say with another thing for the sensitive souls, 
um, they make great partners. So you'd be a great partner. Like I'm dating someone that's sensitive and um, and i got to say it's amazing because um, because they, they, they – people that are empathetic and sensitive, they – well, people that are sensitive, they can like – they empathise with your feelings so that you, you feel heard. And like so when I'm upset, Tristan like – really feels my my feelings and my upsetness so it feels like really validating mm. so i think that's a really nice thing of sensitive yeah things. yeah that's um good. and but oh, this is actually a funny story i gotta tell you about my anxiety yeah so tristan just thought it was hilarious so anyway so tristan he needed to buy he's been needing to buy jeans for ages and um, as you know, I'm his stylist and as you know, he doesn't like going shopping without me now. Like he oh, won't really? go. He yeah. loves going with me. Yeah. Um, and we decided that he's got a pair of jeans. We know what the style jeans he likes now and it was time to get some new ones. So we went to the shop and they only had one of his size and the other one, it was the sa- the right width but not the right length. It was yeah. too long. So they said, oh, well, because they're full price, we give um, free free hemming. Okay. So they measured his thing and they did the hemming and blah, blah, but they were running late and blah, blah. Anyway, he got it. But the hemming that they did made the jeans shorter than what I expected. And not too short, but just the other ones were quite long and he rolls them up anyway. And I kind of was like, oh, I think they might have taken a bit too much off, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um. And so I got him to try them on and I was like, he's like, no, no, they're fine. And he didn't give a fuck. He was like, oh, who cares? Like, whatever. But they were like $120. Anyway, anyway, he went off to work and I've been like, I'm PMSing. So I've got like high anxiety. And um, I got the jeans out and I put them on the floor and I measured them against each other to see how much shorter the other jeans were to the other ones. Yeah. And then I went on Google and I started Googling men's, men in this particular brand jeans, what they're meant to look like. And this went on for about 45 minutes. Oh, my God. And I don't know what – it was so that I could solve it in my head to know that Tristan had the right jeans. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think it will be solved until I see him wearing them and they look good. But, like, for me, I wanted them to be perfect and it's like I'll – put this stuff and it's like not even my jeans like it's none of my business but I get this weird controlling thing yeah I ha- I have that as well and I think it really is just OCD mm. like I think you and I just have like kind of slight OCD because I will get that about yeah. like I can't I can't get something out of my mind and it's almost like you have to resolve it like if that I shouldn't be saying this to you but if that happened to me I'd probably have to take him back to the store, like to make it right. You, it, yeah, that feeling that you yeah. need to just make it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I don't know. I, that's I'm what, listening to your story, and I'm like, I don't know how this is ever going to end. Like no, this is just no. Because what is it? Right. What I'm saying to you is that. So you get what I'm saying, right? So he bought one that was one that he bought one that was like a right length, and then the other one was too long. But now they've done. Now they've cut it so it's shorter than yeah. the one that was the right length, but it's still... Yeah, and what it is, it's like this feeling that... It's wrong. It's like I almost feel it in the back of my throat or something. It's just like it's just nagging. It just nags away at you. Yeah. Like you're just like there's something wrong with the world. But Tristan's... Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like my whole life's like that. Like that's what I felt like with the Stardew Valley thing. 
the mining thing. Is that yeah, when yeah. they took my inventory, something was wrong. Like, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, and it would never be made right. But Tristan is fine with it. And, um, and you know, I just got to let him live with his jeans with one shorter than the other. Well, And the, everyone just says, I'll just accept, just accept. Yeah. I don't know how fucking hard it is yeah, to accept. Like, it's so fucking hard I, when it's just like, you can't, I can't go on with these short jeans. Like, this is going to ruin my day. I know. Now. And I, it's the thing is with the jeans, it's like, the ones that are the length, that are the right length, not the right length, they're too long, but he rolls them up and it looks perfect. Whereas these other ones, now I think when he rolls them up, I don't know, it's really stressing me out. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a short pad. Don't say that. Oh, see your jeans. How long are you? Oh, look at how long your jeans mine are. Mine are too long. See, mine need some hemming as a problem. Yeah, well. Um, but yeah, so Tristan's got new jeans. That's a big deal. Yeah, good job, Tristan. Yeah. Um, All right, I think we're running out of steam. Yeah, let's love you and leave you. Uh, the resentment list at gmail.com. We need some resentments. It's winter. Let's warm each other up with connection and love. Um, why did you just wince when I was talking? I uh, just, uh, don't worry, something, not about you or something. Oh, it was you cringing about your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Yeah, God bless. Bye.